0: There was something about sickness and something about the scourge to the south on the far side of the old wall. But there was too much dying to be bothered. If the soldiers brought money and food and medicine and doctors who hadn't succumbed to the plague, that was to the good. It had always been an isolated place. Santa Olivia. Santa Olvidada soon to be forgotten by most of the world. Outpost Number 12 What Carmen Geron remembered most about that night was the humming generators and the light. She was thirteen years old, and for the past six years of her life there had been precious little of it after nightfall. Generators were scarce, fuel to be hoarded for important matters like refrigeration, Now, here, light, white-hot and spilled with reckless abandon, throwing stark shadows. It highlighted the general's clenched face with its incipient lines. It teased out the lurking sickness in her aunts' and uncles' faces, in the faces of their neighbors. It lit up her cousin Inez's nubile features and her own. And the soldier's the American soldiers looked so strong and hale. Carmen Geron liked soldiers. After the barracks and the other buildings were finished, there were more soldiers. They didn't want to be bothered with the town's troubles, so arrangements were made. With the army's blessing, Dan Garza declared himself in charge, and his men took care of security. They swaggered through the dusty streets, deferring to no one who wasn't in uniform. They weren't allowed to carry guns. No one in outpost, except soldiers, were. But they carried lengths of metal pipe and weren't afraid to crack heads if they felt like it. People muttered, But what could you do? As long as they kept the peace, the general didn't care. Old Hector Salamanca who owned a good chunk of real estate in town, made arrangements too. He was a shrewd old fucker, too scrawny and stubborn for the plague to take. His arrangements were made with the chief warrant officer, and involved liquor and food and generators and kerosene. His businesses thrived. Bodegas turned to bars and brothels, and people could buy what they needed in his shops. As long as it kept the peace and kept the soldiers happy, the general didn't care. Sister Martha Stearns and Father Ramon Perez also made arrangements. She was a diminutive blonde woman with an intense gaze and a sense of purpose that owed nothing to divine calling. Despite her nun's garb, she was in fact an orphan of the church and had never taken vows. Handsome Father Ramon, who was himself only a novice despite his priest's collar, knew this. They kept each other's secrets. It wasn't their fault. Father Gabriel, the last real priest in Santa Olivia, had caught the plague and hung himself from the bell tower before it could take him. Go forth, fornicators! he had shouted before he plunged. Perched on the narrow walkway, the noose around his neck. "'Go forth while you may. Go forth and seize the day. Fuck your mothers, your brothers, your sisters and fathers. Fucking the street like dogs, you sodomites and whores. Why not? Death rules all. God has turned his face away.' Then he jumped. That explained all the fucking, in part. What Sister Martha and Father Ramon arranged for was medical care. Once a week, a doctor from the base would hold a free clinic at the Mission Church with its ancient adobe walls, and anyone could come. He taught Sister Martha enough about medicine to care for the townsfolk the rest of the time. They made those arrangements with the army chaplain a sincere fellow who hadn't the faintest idea neither of them were true clergy. As long as it didn't interfere with the care and well-being of his soldiers, the general didn't care.